today's reading comes from Isaiah chapter 41. Be silent before me, you nations. Let the nations renew their strength. Let them come forward and speak. Let us meet together at the place of judgment. Who has stirred up one from the east, calling him in righteousness to his service? He hands nations over to him and subdues kings before him. He turns them to dust with his sword, to wind-blown chaff with his bow. He pursues them and moves on unscathed by a path his feet have not traveled before. Who has done this and carried it through, calling forth the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, with the first of them and with the last, I am he. The nations have seen it and fear. The ends of the earth tremble. They approach and come forward. Each helps the other and says to his brother, Be strong. The craftsman encourages the goldsmith, and he who smooths with the hammer spurs on him who strikes the anvil. He says of the welding, It's good. He nails down the idol so it won't topple. But you, O Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friends, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you. I have not rejected you. So don't you fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, O worm, Jacob, O little Israel, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp, with many teeth. You will thresh the mountains and crush them and reduce the hills to chaff. You will winnow them. The wind will pick them up, and a gale will blow them away. You will rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. The poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar and acacia, the myrtle and the olive. I will set pines in the wasteland, the fir and the cypress together, so that people will see and know. They may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. 
Present your case, says the Lord. Set forth your arguments, says Jacob's king. Bring in your idols to tell us what's going to happen. Tell us what the former things were so that we may consider them and know their final outcome. Or declare to us the things to come. Tell us what the future holds that we may know that you are God's. Do something, whether good or bad, so that we may be dismayed and filled with fear. But you are less than nothing, and your works are utterly worthless. He who chooses you is detestable. I have stirred up one from the north, and he comes. One from the rising sun who calls on my name. He treads on rulers as if they were mortar, as if he were a potter treading the clay. Who told of this from the beginning? so we could know, or beforehand, so that we might say he was right. No one told us of this. No one foretold it. No one heard any works from you. I was the first to tell Zion, Look, here they are! I gave to Jerusalem a messenger of good tidings. I look, but there is no one. No one among them to give counsel. No one to give answer when I ask them. See, they are all false. Their deeds amount to nothing. Their images are but wind and confusion. Now, just a few thoughts from this passage. You might be confused as to what he means in verse 2 when he says, Who has stirred up one from the east? And then in verse 25, when he says, I have stirred up one from the north, and he comes. So, who has stirred up one from the east? Um, He's referring here most likely to the Persian Empire and King Cyrus who uh, defeated the Babylonians and set um, Israel, Judah, set them free, uh, had them return back to their land. And so when he says that he hands nations over to him, seduce kings before him, um, the Persian Empire was a really large empire. And he attributes this this justice, or he dis- contributes this um, destruction um, to himself. I, the Lord, with the first of them and with the last, I'm he. To when he, he then says in verse 8 through 10, I took you from the ends of the earth, um, you descendants of Abraham, my friend. I've chosen you, I've, I've not rejected you. So he, he shows that the work of of Persia coming and, and destroying Babylon was part of his great and sovereign plan and driven by his mercy for his children, mercy for his people. And then in verse 25 when he says, I have stirred up one from the north and he comes, this is probably most likely um, one of two things. This is a reference back to when Judah was captured and taken into captivity by Babylon, who was north of Judah. And so he's referring back um, to, if you start in verse 2021, present your case, set forth your arguments, bring in your idols to tell us what's going to happen. This is most likely him looking backwards to the time in which There was great injustice and also idolatry in Judah. And um, they were brought to less than nothing. They were taken over by the north, by the Babylonians. 
second, many people also imagine that in some sense he's setting forth, um, kind of teeing up what will become in chapter 42, the servant, the first of a few servant songs where we get introduced to this servant figure, the servant of the Lord. And so there also is um, maybe even setting forth a need for counsel um, and God saying, I'm going to bring one from the north, um, from the eternal north, from, from heaven, my son, Jesus, um, because I look around and there are none to give counsel. This passage is, is quite long, and there's a lot in, in it. Um, I hope that helps give some context. I think it's a great, there's a few scattered encouragements. Um, in verse 9 and 10, it's a great reminder that God has called us. He has named us. He has equipped us. He has loved us. So we don't fear, we're not dismayed, no matter our circumstances. There's promise of strengthening. Um, in verse 17, the poor and needy search for water, but there is none. But I, the Lord, will answer them and will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights. There's so much that we relate to in that. There's a lot of echoing going on in verse in chapter 55, he'll continue this theme, but in the dryness he brings forth life. Um, I will put in the desert the cedar and acacia, the myrtle and the olive. Um, in these seasons right now where we experience desert, there's a great promise of flourishing and restoration that we long for, that we hold on to. I think this reminds me of First um, John three. Let me flip there. First John three. How great the love of the Father that He's lavished on us that we should be called children of God. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Everyone who has this hope in Him, Jesus, purifies himself just as he, Jesus, is pure. And so we look to Jesus, we long for this, this time of the cypress and the myrtle. We, we long for the time where there will be rivers amidst the desert. And, and as we long for this, as we put our hope in this, we are purified. Let us spend a minute in prayer. Lord God, you are... You are our Redeemer. As you say, you are our friend. You're the Holy One of Israel. You're the one who will crush this, this um, it seems hard to even say that. You're the one who will crush this sickness, this virus, it se I seem hesitant because, Lord, I wonder why you have not yet. It seems right now you're crushing plans and you're crushing hopes. 
Lord, give us patience. Give us hope. Let us look back. Let us know that you are a God who in the desert brings about pools of water, brings about flourishing trees. God, in the midst of this time, would we look to you to strengthen us and to uphold us. Give us faith, O Lord, we pray. Amen.